Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Back into it at Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're live down here at the Single Barrel inside the Graduate Roadshow Thursday. That's Kramer, you hear. He's not at the Single Barrel with us, but we head to Boulder. Say hi to Coach Gary Barnett. You've had another week, Coach, and how long did it take to, I guess, come down from that comeback victory to overtimes against the rival Rams, a 99-yard drive thrown in, and, of course, the emotion and intensity of Colorado, Colorado State. You had a good one Saturday night. That was unbelievable. I pulled into my garage at 2.05, and then, (laughs) of course, I'd had about three Mountain Dews at midnight, and so neither one of my eyes would close. So uh, I, I just lay there for about two hours before I finally fell asleep. But, uh, yeah, it was a crazy game, Chris, crazy weekend from the fact that no one left the game. I mean, the game's still at 12, going on at 1245 in the morning, and no one had left the game. And then to have it finished the way it did was around these this part of the country, this is going to be just an epic, always talked about drive. I think it even superseded always the drive at the, with the Broncos. I mean, 98 yards, but we also had to go, we had to get a two point conversion just to get to overtime. It was an incredible show of interest by fans, and we had so many so many celebrities here and i'm not a celebrity watcher so i don't even know who most of these guys are i recognize the rock mm-hmm. dwayne john after that i didn't know who any of these guys were but um we do our little show out on one of the fields before the game and I, we probably had two thousand people out there and i would venture to say 30 percent of them didn't know if there was air in the ball or paper because <laughs> they were there to see who else was there and it's just amazing what's happened here. We've sold every ticket for every game. And, um, you know, the Deion Sanders effect, uh, coupled with the way his team plays and Shadur Sanders, has just created uh, an atmosphere that I've never seen in, in Boulder, for sure. You've been there for 
the the heights of it too. I mean, and, and this is uncharted waters, and the the whole yeah, the Rock being there both game day and Big Noon. Uh, you had Gronk and the Rock in, in the same zip code. You had that game, and then what do you make of of all the the hype and the jabs back and forth between the the Norvell comments and and Coach Prime, uh, his response, and then to deliver. What do you make of of this ability to handle the moment? Nine million people watched that game, and and that's not. Not, not common, uh, as big as the rivalry is in-state. I don't think it was too big for either coach. I, I thought Jay Norvell and, and his team played really well. They unfortunately committed a lot of fouls, 17 of them for 182 yards, and you don't win very many games doing that. Uh, they came out really with a chip on their shoulder and went after uh, went after us. Uh, they were very effective uh, a, a lot of the game. I give Colorado credit for not retaliating when they could have on a number of different issues, hanging in there and trying and finding a way to win. That was they held their poise, even though they didn't want to at times, but they did hold their poise and they ended up, you know, performing one of the greatest comebacks that I've seen. Well, it wasn't so much by score as it was by situation. 98 yards and took them a minute and 45 seconds and then having to convert a two-point conversion just to get to overtime. So there was a lot of hype and a lot of talk and it's going to happen with Dion being here. It's uh, Everybody's going to take their shot. It looks that way. Everybody has so far and I know he's trying to make an issue. He's not trying to make an issue out of Dan Lanning's comments that were made when Colorado went to the Big 12, but people are. And, you know, they're trying to stir it up that way. Mm -hmm. Coach Sanders isn't allowing that to happen to him. They're just trying to get better right now. Mm -hmm. That's what they're trying. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Do you worry about this team without Travis Hunter? Oh, of course you worry about I don't know if I say worry. uh, Their chances diminish. I mean, he's – the best player I've ever seen, you know, to not have him. Uh, I mean, you look at our numbers defensively, even offensively in the rush game, we're deficient to take a two-way player. You don't lose one player with Travis Hunter. You lose two uh, out of the game. I mean, it's hard to overcome that. Maybe a team that had been together for a long time could, but this team hasn't. It's a major problem for this football team. How did you react in the moment on the radio with that hit on the sideline? Well, I watched it, and then I, you know, as Mark's describing it, I get a chance to watch the replay, too, before I say anything. And so while I was somewhat measured, I was also very terse. It was a cheap shot. It was an unnecessary play. The ball had hit the ground. He had to actually go around one of his defenders and hit Travis and Travis was defenseless on the sideline. I would have been really upset with one of my players. I mean, really, because that's not football in my mind. And I reacted that way and responded. And even though the young man was from Boulder, I still addressed it. You know, I let it go after that. And I have let it go after that. Mm-hmm. But you know, there was three personal fouls in that game. Shiloh, when he intercepted the pass, got tackled late in the end zone and punched. So they called that one. And give the refs credit in this game. They called them all. They didn't miss one. And uh, they tried to settle it down because it was chippy. And all you can do is call the pl- is call the penalties and not as an official. You can maybe warn everybody, but it was chippy and um, unnecessary. And then Shadur got slammed to the ground and targeted, and they threw that kid out. They threw Kamara out after having a great football game. And it's too bad he had to end that game that way and miss the next one. But – 
it was a bush play and then Travis hunters. So, you know, they accomplished what they set out to do. And that is, you know, intimidate, try to intimidate Colorado and Colorado just, they survived it. They took the punches and won the game. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. You head off to Eugene, Uncle Phil land, Oregon. The next challenge, USC Big Noon follows. Let's start with Oregon this weekend, Coach. Thoughts on the matchup and then the stretch here. The college football world and some that aren't all about Colorado are waiting for the buffs to come back to earth. This opportunity just keeps growing each week. It does. It is an opportunity. You'd like to have your best players. But we're down a couple, but we get one back this week. But this is a tough matchup because they, they are as good, every bit as good on offense as we are, and they're much better on defense. So this is, a, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm uh, always eager to watch our, our guys now. I haven't been so eager in the past, but I'm I'm eager this year to stay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm fi- I'm getting on a plane, excited about what might happen, rather than worrying about what might happen. <laughs> you know, it's a different world for Mark and I, Mark Johnson, play by play. I know one thing: there's no quitting these guys, and and I don't think uh, Dion's going to let them quit. And he was on them this week at practice, so. Uh, yeah, I'm just eager to go see see what happens this time because it's been something different every week. Is this an exciting farewell tour for the Pac-12? I mean, look at the rankings, look at the quarterback play, look at the league. This league, we both love Washington, but there's a lot of chances and choices in this uh, in this year uh, for the Pac-12 to, to be playoff bound, don't you think? Well, I, I've said that this is this will be the best year ever in the Pac-12, and it's the last year, and it's just a darn shame that the presidents and the commissioners and those people in charge over the last 10 years have let it get to this point because this is a great league and, uh, you know, as epitomized by this year. And everybody on both coasts and in the middle are looking to the Pac-12 for their games. And uh, they're extremely talented. They're loaded with quarterbacks. They'll be in a, They'll be a playoff team. They could get two at this rate. So it's, uh, it's just sad for the state of college football, but boy, are they good. Michael Penix, you know, Cam Williams, uh, Bo Nix, uh, the kid at Washington, Washington State and Oregon State are terrific football teams. So, uh, Shadur Sanders, I mean, there's, and, and the kid at, at uh, UCLA's playing lights out. So, you know, there's, it really is a great year for the league. It's just sad for college football that it has to change after this. That is Kramer in the background. Coach Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. We're here at the Single Barrel Thursday Night Road Show. Coach, want to get your take uh, on Nebraska and the Huskers have Louisiana Tech. Sonny Cumbie and company come to town. So Nebraska's been bitten hard by the injury bug. Two of the three running backs who've carried the ball are now out for the year. Uh, likely to get Sims back at quarterback. Uh, Harburg made his first start. And, and he did a good job. So we've been wondering all week what you do at quarterback for Nebraska. And I think Sims gets a, a look. I think Harburg plays as well, Coach. But what's, you know, what's Matt Rule do moving forward here? I mean, with, uh, with Sims, you usually don't lose your job to injury. How do you handle that here with a guy that's good but struggled and the backup came in and did his job? Well, I think you creatively find a way to play them both. And, uh, you know, one of them is now your best running back. And uh, there's no reason why you can't, you can't find a way 
to play them both. And I, I think they're going to have to do that, whether it's at both at the same time or in and out. And even though you may become predictable, it's okay. You got to get your best players on the field. And I think that's, you know, Sims would qualify as one of your best players. There's no question about it, whether it's a quarterback, uh, a, a guy who does um, the wildcat stuff, mm-hmm. you, you got the capacity to do all that. And this is the week to do it, although you're playing a good team. And, you know, the matchups that that uh, that you had, to your advantage, the fact that uh, they give up a lot of yards rushing, uh, you've lost by losing two of your backs. So, you know, you're 209 yards a game rushing, and they give up more as at least that much. Uh, you know, that's – you know, that's that makes it tough not to be able to take advantage of that because – in turn, well, you guys give up a lot of yards passing. Not a lot, but but at least 280 or 290. That's what they do best is throw the football. So, you know, I, it's going to make for an interesting matchup. I think 20 points may be too much of a spread here, uh, considering your injury situation. But of course, you've got them at home, and and that makes that that's always worth at least a touchdown in Lincoln. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio Coach. We'll get into our weekend picks. Florida State Clemson here, and you got the Knowles favored on the road by just two and a half. A lot of questions about Clemson and their future this year. A lot of questions about Bama. This is going to be a dynamite ball game. Great weekend, great slate of games. What do you think here about Death Valley? You know, I've done this game uh, on the on the national radio twice, and it is always just a great football game and a great environment. Clemson is one of the great college environments in the country. And I had Jameis Winston and wow. and, and Florida State when he was at Florida State. So uh, the great game. I, I got to tell you, I was so impressed with Florida State in the uh, opening game that I, I just am so not impressed with uh, Clemson that I, I think I've just got to pick the Florida State in this game. I think that defensively they're just rock solid and quarterback's a good player and good receivers they got the kid that transferred from michigan state i bet he's glad he's out of michigan state right now but anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, you know I, I just think florida state's gonna win this game all right friday night football i can't wait to watch this it's ucla at utah that's that's really gonna be a great game and uh I uh, I don't know whether Cam Rising plays or not, but the other quarterback's been playing well enough, and uh, you know he's part of that team that's done so well right now. Um, you know Utah's favored by four and a half. Uh, I got to think that's about right. I think Utah wins by a touchdown, but this is uh, a game that I'm uh, looking forward to watching in the hotel. I think so. Uh, yeah, good good Pac-12 game right there. It's great. You know, it's a great showtime for the Pac-12 as well nationally. Ole Miss, Alabama, tied by minus six and a half. Uh, too soon to write off Bama, or do you think it is danger zone? I think it's a little danger zone, but, uh, you know, it, it. this is a clash of interesting personalities as well, even though neither one of them are going to play on the game, but <laughs> between Satan and, and uh, Kiffin, so – uh, you know, I, I didn't want to bet against, I didn't bet against Alabama on the first two, uh, probably should have, I want to feel the same way right now. I think Alabama recovers. I think they win by, by a little, probably seven. So, but it, I think it's a great game. I think it's a great 
game to watch. Oregon State, Washington State up in Pullman. Uh, the Beavers minus three and a half. I really like both these teams. Oh, everybody does, and everybody's rooting for them because of their situation. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Washington State and the quarterback. Um, I'm not sold on Ulya Nolele, even though he's in a different environment and playing better and, and uh, probably more settled down. But well, Pullman's hard to win. It's hard to win there. We have to go there. So it, it's hard to win. I'm going to go with uh, Washington State. Notre Dame hosting Ohio State. Ohio State looked a little better last week. Notre Dame's looked really good running the football defensively. Ohio State's actually favored on the road by three. Yeah, I was a little surprised, but not much. Just I think that's old-time betting. But I think Notre Dame wins the game. And they may win by three, but four. But I think they win the game. And uh, I just like the quarterback really well. I, 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 the quarterback for Notre Dame, he's just a, a great player, I think. Penn State, Iowa, Hawkeyes uh, dogged by almost well, 16 right now. Yeah, I don't know about the spread, but I don't know. You know, the Hawkeyes can't score 16. So uh, <laughs> I'm going with Penn State on this game. Coach, safe travels to Eugene. We'll get caught up again. You take care. Thanks again. All right, Chris. Great being with you. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.